The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of everything in the SGPN Store. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb After a weekend of short tempers on and off the track in the short track racing at Martinsville, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Cody, short track racing anger does not just translate onto the track. Apparently, we have anger all over the place, but uh, gotta love short track racing, yeah? Yes, lots of anger, lots of uh, a short track tempers. It was... Uh interesting weekend for racing we'll, we'll we'll start with that it is talladega week so i'm excited i don't want to jump too far ahead but super speedways some of my favorite weeks i am excited to bet on super speedways always um but yeah it's uh it's it was a weekend racing that's for sure well i hope that you have a lot of darts cody because i know you're about to throw them all over the board this week for sure but um yeah listen so martinsville offered us a lot of fantastic racing up and down the uh the board i definitely was not uh disappointed with the racing but i just feel like we tried to handicap this race in a certain way and like pit strategies, cautions came out in some very inappropriate places for us. It just it's same story, different week, Rod. Like or pick we picked the best car. Denny Hamlin was the best car out there. The only person who could pass under green flag for the lead without tire difference was Denny Hamlin. And and then we just get fucked and we're one lap short on the caution before otherwise it looks good for Brad Keselowski. Like it just seems like we haven't been able to catch that break yet, but that's all right. Last time we were at a super speedway, we hit a 22 to one bet. And uh, that's why we throw all those darts. Cause uh, looking forward to, to Dega for sure. Yeah. And again, that's the thing too. It's like when we handicap these races, right. And, and I know that there's a lot of folks that, that out there and they're, they're touting their, I'm up 400 units after this many races. And, and listen, here's the thing. This is what you don't understand about, me and, and and Cody is that we're happy for those guys. You know, we want you to go follow those guys as well. You do not we, have we to We follow those guys too. That's, I mean Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like we're friends with most of them as well. Right. And and honestly, the thing about it is the greatest part about the internet in general, the greatest part about this world now is that you don't have to take your advice from just one place. And in fact, you don't even have to take your advice from anybody. 
Literally, it's up to you what you want to do with the information that is given to you. And if you don't like the delivery method of how it's given to you, you can move on and pick something else. I will tell you right now that there are several folks that do enjoy this content that are getting something from it that understand that by the letter of what we do, we are here to give you picks. We are here to use our education and and what we have have found from the data that we've studied and from the races that we've watched and from our past experience to give you what we feel is the best bet. Ultimately, it falls on you. And if you choose to not tail me, if you choose to not tail Cody, if you choose to not tail either one of us, but you're on this because you like my dad jokes and you love Cody's background uh, and, and all of the knowledge that he brings to it, then God bless you and stick around for it because we will continue to do this for that purpose. But if you're here because you're looking for a quick pick, if you're looking for an easy money cash or whatever and and all you want is the best picks, there are other places that do that. There are TikTok videos that will give you their 15-second picks and that's all they do. Go go tail them because they're up 300 units at this point. Like, But if you're looking for something thoughtful, something engaging, hopefully we bring that to you. And those of you that have stuck around this long to have that, by all means, keep sticking around for it because we love you for it. We've said that time and time again. We love the loyal listeners that we have. And it could be 10. It could be 2 million. I don't care what it is. I'm not in this for the, the numbers. I'm in this because I enjoy producing content. I enjoy talking to Cody every day about NASCAR. I love talking to you guys about NASCAR, and that's what this show's all about. So if you're in this because you're trying to get rich, it's not going to happen. If you're in this because you enjoy gambling, you enjoy watching racing, this is the place for you. And I will not cry one bit if you depart this show because others will find it, and that's just the way it is. So sorry, I had to get that off my chest. Short track temper hit me as well too <laughs> yeah no I, I totally agree with you i, I mean there's there's been a, a situation i guess you will just call it that you know it, it was brought up and look this show it, it, we're here to entertain you for one because that's what we're doing that's why we're talking for an hour every episode and not just saying okay go bet on this guy this guy this guy and that guy okay bye have a good day like we're talking about the sport what's going on in the sport we're trying to to help teach you about things behind the scenes keep up on things so if you don't have a chance to you know be scrolling through every one of bob's tweets the second it comes out and figure out what he means and or whatever like we can interpret all of that we're helping teach you how we go about handicapping these like yes we give out some picks is everybody able to bet on those picks where they're at no because we have some listeners in canada that only get certain books or that things are different there we have some listeners in one state that get one thing, another state that get another thing. I, I was on the back road with uh, Seth last week, and, and we were talking about he couldn't even look up Barstool's uh, odds for the pole position because they're not allowed in Pennsylvania for some reason. But here I could look it up where it's not even legal in my state, but he can bet on pole odds on Caesars, but not Barstool. And it's like everything is just different everywhere. And so, yeah, if we kept a perfect tally of exactly – you know, a perfect card and this is how many units like not everybody's going to be able to tail that anyways. That's one of the reasons we don't do that. And we're not here to make those decisions for you. The definition of gambling rod to take a risky action in hope of the desired result 
it is a risky action. Everybody knows that. And if you have a gambling problem, if you're not able to pay your bills because of gambling, we read off the phone numbers, right? Make sure you contact somebody, get some help. That's, uh, you know, in my day job, I work in alcohol and a lot of people go too far with that and abuse that. And, and we don't want that. If you have a problem with alcohol, don't buy our products. Don't, you know, don't, you know, get help and seek help and don't drink it. If uh, I have many friends that don't drink or they're, you know, sober now, and that's great. I, I'm happy for them. I'm proud of them. And that's what I want. Same thing with gambling. If it's too much for you, this is a fun outlet, just like alcohol is just like many other things are to give you something fun to do. And, you know, and yeah, you can make a little bit of money here and there. You're going to lose a little bit of money here and there. That's the fun part of it. We had a great day on Saturday. We were really close to some big stuff on Sunday. If there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. We've had, we had runs last year, Rod, where we were just hitting crazy long odd bets week in and week out. And it's been a little bit rough the last couple of weeks. Although a few weeks ago, you gave out all three winners at Coda in the truck series, Xfinity series and the cup series. So it's not, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time on one person's comments, but I just feel like we should talk about that. And, and we go through our bets every week. That's what this show is for. Some of you maybe only download the pick shows and then, well, how come you guys aren't being transparent? Well, that's what this show is for, right? We're here to go over the bets. We're going to tell you which ones we lost, which on Sunday's case is most of them. And we'll talk about them, why we did it, why we maybe shouldn't have done it or why we think it was still a good move, even though we got screwed by a yellow flag or a tire sitting on the track for four laps longer than it should have. There's many other cardboard being on the track when it shouldn't be. There's all kinds of things that, that change the course of the day, and sometimes they help us, sometimes they don't. But, uh, yeah, we do appreciate everyone that listens and just felt like that that was something that should be addressed. Yeah, and again, I mean, just to me, it, it really boils down to the, the fact of the matter is that, and as you said it too, I mean, it's, it's not everybody can do the same things. And until gambling becomes legal across all 50 states and everything is the same, then obviously, you know, this, this show... And if you're a professional gambler, then you're probably not listening to this show anyways. Like, I don't understand. I, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm done. You're, you're waiting for your uh, closing line value on certain drivers that practice good and then don't race good and you get worse numbers on them. I just, I'm just saying. I, I but, don't, yeah. I don't, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. We've got to step away for a break. We are beyond our break point. Uh, we'll come back and we will uh, we'll talk about this weekend in racing because, again, there was a lot of disappointments, a lot of places where I wish that things would have gone different. Um, but we did have a couple of hits. And, uh, and just like Cody said, if you listen to the pick show, or, I, you know, we're going to put this in the pick show. If you want transparency, go back and listen to Monday's show because, again, obviously the numbers between the pick shows and the recap shows, it, it tells me, it tells me that right, some not people... everybody listens to this one. That, that some people don't want to listen to this, but then they can complain later on that, oh, they didn't tell us this. Did you listen to the show that we did? Probably not. Yeah. All right. Anyway. More positivity on the other side <laughs> of the break. Sorry Let's Sam Bayer into this break. Oh, my God. I love that. I, we got, we'll the get into that bird. later. The double bird. All right. We'll, we'll hit you on that one when we come back from the break. Let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy first. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games. They're also, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes head over to underdogfantasy.com use the promo code sgpn for a 100 deposit bonus up to one 
$100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. I mean, listen, in full honesty and transparency, I'm coming off a very stressful weekend uh, in, in the military. Uh, my body is screaming. My mind is screaming. So, uh, you know, it, it may not be the right mindset. I, I feel like I just came off of Martinsville uh, on all three series. Like, I just raced all three series. So, um, I may not be in the most zen of mindsets coming into this Monday, but... Uh, I will say to you that seeing your face and smiling uh, and and laughing with you makes a little bit better. Well, uh, thank you for the constant reminder of why I got out of the military. <laughs> it's appreciated. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Um, all right, Cody, I know we normally start with the cup race because that's normally the one that's right in our wheelhouse, but I feel like we should probably start with the truck race because that one's the shortest. Are we calling this a race? No. We're okay. <laughs> not even a truck event? Yes. I think yeah. would be more a, appropriate. A truck exhibition, basically. A truck show is what this was. Yeah. So, so I mean... <sighs> first time we got we we got to see a first right and this was great this i think that this very positive might be like the best thing that nascar's ever tried that that like actually hit pretty good the first time right they raced on the wet weather tires uh, again wet weather tires they're not rain tires that seems to be a point of very much confusion in the nascar twitter and facebook world they're not called rain tires we don't race them in the rain they've said that since day 1 Maybe listen to this show where we've mentioned that every time we've brought it up, but it is the wet weather tires. So they race that in the wet weather after the rain, and if things went really well, actually, I mean, they they were have very uh, good speeds. Like the time, the laps were were great. There was a lot of tire fall off, which was nice to see. Danny Hamlin wants to see that on the Cup Series side of things uh, with the with the regular car, but uh, I think everything went really smooth, and it was a very positive step towards okay, this is something that actually might work. Like, And I think that it's really good they got to try it out on the truck race, right? Instead of throwing the cup stars out there, yes, this race matters to the truck guys as well, and you know, but nobody really had any problems from it anyways, other than, I mean, it took away pit strategy and stuff because you didn't have live pit stops for all that. But I think this was the perfect test case. I think it went really well. I think they could have gone longer or more on it, um, and, and I think that Kyle Busch was much for that. Um, and I think that going forward, there, that we'll continue to see that progress. So I do think that that was the best part of the truck race was we got to witness the history of the first time on an oval in the wet weather package, and things went very smoothly. They didn't have any big issues with it, uh, and that's very promising going forward uh, as we're able to use this package more, not only in the truck series, but Xfinity and Cup as well on the oval. Yeah, so they only raced 120. I'm sorry, they only they only completed 124 laps of this. How many race. of those were green flag laps? Uh, you have that? No, and I don't want. Because <laughs> I think have it was that. like half. I was gonna that. say it's probably like four green flag laps. Yeah, is really it just what it, ended up being. it sucks when it gets. I mean, we and we had that for the Daytona race with the trucks as well. Like, I think it was Daytona, the first race of the season, right? And it was just like so many caution laps, and you didn't get much racing in before it rained again, and and. It sucks because that's, I mean, and we see that in, in different forms of motorsports, right? F1 has it where they'll start and they'll race and they'll rain and then they'll red flag. And then, I mean, it, it happens there too. And it's just, it's part of the thing. And, and we've seen guys, you know, strategy calls and, and beat the rain, right? That's sometimes something what you do to get a win and whatnot. But from a betting aspect, it makes it hard when there's not a ton of actual racing. You kind of just have to get the right guy in the right place at the right time, which if you did, 
congrats to you. Uh, just we didn't. <laughs> well, again, so you you asked me. So sixty-three caution laps is what was run out of one hundred and twenty-four. So we're so talking literally half, literally yeah. half, uh, but <laughs> just about half of, of what it was was uh, was green flag. So yeah. there was not much racing that went on. Uh, just just terrible stuff to go around. Let's get to the actual results of the bets. We got to take one more break, and we'll start to get down to what we actually did uh we are we are throwing a red flag on this so we can take a quick break uh and come back switch to the wet weather tires we got to switch to the wet weather tires and we come back we'll we'll finish this out under green hopefully uh for the most part but let's tell you about the merch store we're brought to you by the sgpn merch store in honor of the nba playoffs from now until the end of april get 10 percent off of anything in the sgpn merch store when you use the promo code S-G-P-N-B-A. So head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code S-G-P-N-B-A to get 10% off of everything, especially all of our NASCAR gambling podcast merch. Get that coffee mug again. Go ahead and get yourself a shirt, a hoodie, whatever, baby onesie. I don't care. Get something from the NASCAR gambling podcast store. Support your favorite podcast if it is your favorite podcast, which it should be. Uh, just find it right now, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Even though it's an NBA promo, you can still get 10% off of your favorite NASCAR Gambling Podcast merch. All right, so again, we did have some bets placed. We did tell you, of course, that Kyle Busch was probably going to maybe win this race. Obviously, uh, that was one of the heavy favorites, but we did try to sprinkle in other winners. Kyle Busch gave it his damnedest. I, honestly, I, I think that this was the best part of our handicapping process was telling you not to go broke. I, I mean, we, we said you can if you want to, right? Of course, again, make your own decisions. You're a grown-up. Uh, if you're gambling, you, you technically have to be a grown-up, so you have to make your own decisions. Uh, but uh, I think that that this was the thing we nailed on the head the most was, yes, Kyle Busch is in the field, but at these short of odds, it doesn't mean he's going to win this race. Guess what, Rod? He didn't win this race. He did not win this race. He didn't win event. The, I was going to say the exhibition, the <laughs> sixty-three laps that that were green. He did not lead this race. Uh, but listen, he did finish inside the top three, which is where uh, my first bet was. I remember, I told you it was juiced pretty heavy at minus one sixty-seven. But you know, he hit this by finishing second. Yeah, and this was the way to do it, right? We talked about that because there's just there other guys could beat him. And we were wrong on the guys we thought that would beat him, but we said other guys could beat him, and Haim has done it before, so it's not surprising that he did it. This was a much safer way to bet on him, and we would likely have a good day, but just in case somebody got him, and that's what happened. And I mean, Haim on restarts, like he killed it. He he for for the little amount of racing that went on, he earned what he got uh, by passing Kyle Busch in the first place, and then being able to hold off everyone on these restarts. So props to him. Props to you hitting the top three. Not sexy at minus 167, but you only pay the juice if you lose it. And again, the much safer way to play that. I had Ty Majeski a top five at plus 115. This one also hit. Majeski looked very fast. Uh, I believe he was the fastest in practice. Yes, he was the fastest car in practice over Kyle Busch. Uh, didn't get the, the starting position quite as much. He ended up starting back in 12th, but quickly made his way through the field in the, the small amount of racing there was. Um, and ends up in uh, fourth place. So at plus money, again, plus 115, this one cashed uh, nice and easily. Yeah, and it, I mean, again, it doesn't matter, I guess, if it's half the race or the whole race. You cash, it's a cash, and a plus money cash is still 
a, a good cash for sure. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing too about this race, and it just it goes to show you that we t- we told you on the truck episode that there weren't very many bets that we felt comfortable placing because the odds just weren't where we wanted them to be for a lot of these these bets, right? So we 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 shortened the card. Well, guess what? The race was shortened. So if if there's anything to take away from this, we're we're not into trying to give you bets that are just flashy picks just to be sexy. We're trying to yeah. get you to and get We've done picks. that multiple. We might have done that. No, I don't think we did that this week in the Xfinity, but I know we've done it before in the Xfinity series. Like the Cup series, we can generally find enough because there's a lot of options out there, a lot of different. There's more ways to tackle that, but yeah, we're not afraid to cut back on the bets we talk about and give out if they're not bets we don't fully believe in that we wouldn't place ourselves. And, and so, yeah, I think that's a good point um, from you there. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, unfortunately, we didn't hit on this one, and that's Matt Crafton. Either way, I, I had Matt Crafton. Actually, uh, yeah, I hit mine. you hit yours. Ooh, I squeaked it out. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was a very squeaky one. But I had Matt Crafton as a top five truck. Look, he started 11th. I mean, listen, it was, you know, I, I he started 11th. What, what more could you He was a, well, a good enough yeah, truck there. Yeah, plus 350. I mean, had he given the, given the opportunity to run the whole race, had he not had issues, I mean, that was the biggest problem with him was they were on pit road multiple times fixing things. I think they changed a battery or something. I mean, the guy was completely inside of the truck, the pit crew member, and they leapt out of there and got him back on, on the track uh, without uh, getting him lapped down, which was huge bonus by them. So I think yours wasn't necessarily off. We just didn't get a chance to see it if it would have gone a full race. And then I had him over Friesen. Luckily, Friesen had his own handful of issues, which is what I was looking for there. Uh, I assumed that that they would have problems because they've had problems every race so far. That continued. So I did hit Madcraft and over Stuart Friesen at minus 115. Uh, So catch that one as well. I know. See, I'm telling you, okay, I'm sorry that nobody nobody cashes any tickets from us. Nobody. All right, so I had Christian Eckes uh, over Corey Heim. Obviously, that didn't work. <laughs> Corey Heim had the fastest uh, truck in the green flag laps that there were. Christian Eckes comes in in 15th, but he did start 6th. So again, a car that or a truck that was fast at the beginning uh, just didn't hold it that way. So Yeah, and I think he was one of the guys that pitted towards the end there trying to get the extra fuel in case the rain didn't come. That's why I think his result wasn't, if I remember correctly, I think he was pitting to go for the long run in case they went back to racing. You know, he he could take that gamble because he's already got the win in the bank, right? Uh, that gamble, which is, is a risk and it may go your way. It may not go your way. Um, and, and so I think that, again, had this played out, that might have worked out because he might have still been running at the end and the other guys would have had to pit um, or something like that. I had Grant Enfinger over Ben Rhodes, minus 115. Uh, this one did not hit, uh, Rhodes was sixth, but I mean, wasn't really that impressive End finger boy, where did end finger finish Ron? Oh, all the way back in, uh, now you got to scroll all the way down. He uh, didn't finish that oh, he, oh, he was 14th. That's 14th. Right. There you go. And he was right there with that. Cause I, I can't remember if he also did the same thing at the end there or not, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't expect much from Rhodes and I guess he did. He did okay. I mean, he was only sixth in stage one, seventh in stage two. Like, wasn't that impressive like I had kind of expected. Uh, but he ends up just holding on for the for the better finish. Again, they only ran 60-some green flag laps. So, hard. The matchups, it makes it really tough because you don't get the full race of 
of things playing out, right? So, I mean, when I bet a head-to-head against Kyle Larson this week at Talladega, you know, if, if it gets rained out halfway, well, yeah, he's probably going to be running up front because he does, a, he does that until the very end when he gets caught up in whatever he gets caught up in. And and then you remember, oh, yeah, that's why we fade Kyle Larson every time we come to a super speedway. Uh, uh, all right. I had uh, Zane Smith as the winner if Kyle Busch didn't win. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Kyle Busch didn't win, but Zane Smith finished third. So still not a bad. He led five laps out of this. Who knows if he could have made a run for it at the end if there was actually more laps to run. So um, He started on the pole, too. So, yeah. I mean, he looked good. Uh, I mean, it looked like, again, and, and we talked about it, right? He's the one guy that for sure is going to be able to challenge Kyle week in and week out and, and ran right there with him. I had Majeski plus 800. Uh, again, he was fastest in practice, so that looks pretty good. Ends up with the top five finish. Uh, I had Nick Sanchez at 25-1 to 1 and Taylor Gray at 40-1. to 1. Uh, I mean... Sanchez 11th, that's not that bad for four at 25 to one. Taylor Gray at, at 40 to one ends up in eighth place. So, and that's only running a few laps. So, again, it could have gone either way had it gone longer, but uh, the rain, the wet weather, I mean, that was part of that too was throw a couple darts out here in case things get crazy. They did run the wet weather package, rain did affect things. Uh, just not enough to to completely help those guys. Hey, shout out to the Gray brothers, both top 10 trucks. We're starting to see them really come to their own. So shout out to them. That's this. We've been on them. You've been on them, really. Let's 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 I'm give credit. Taylor Gray to win this week at Super Speedway. So be ready. <laughs> get your get your tickets ready for that. Um, overall, though, and and okay, this is I'm gonna put a bow on this. I'm I'm done. Like I I feel like I just got to get it get this off my chest and. I mean, you guys can either skip by 30 seconds if you don't want to listen to any of this anymore, if that's fine. But when you cannot, for the life of you, be a successful handicapper if you try to account for cautions, if you try to account for rain, if you try to account for the, un- or the intangible things that happen, right? You just cannot survive if you're saying, all right, well, I'm going to base my entire weekend on whether or not this this race goes 124 laps or whether I get a caution late in a race that's going to catch people a lap down that just pitted under green flag. You cannot do that. And we have seen that happen so many times this season in so many of these races, and it's irresponsible for us to give you these picks based on whether or not we think a caution is going to come out on lap 32 or with 32 laps to go and 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 try to predict whether or not these folks are coming down to try to short pit or try to get the the long run or whatever like that's not what we're here to do so when stuff like that happens we'll throw a few darts i mean part of the brad keselowski thing last week was he could take that gamble and he did he took the gamble rod he did it and he was a lap shy of making it work it just bit him in the ass just bit him in the ass but but then, yeah, it screwed up other other plays because he did take the gamble. So it's yeah, again, it's it is gambling. It's it's taking a risk, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we got to step away real quick. We'll get to the let's, Xfinity. let's move on to the good race. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's move on to the good race to the Xfinity race. Uh, we'll do that after the break. But let's talk to you folks out there that see me waving my hands out there and have been watching us on the YouTube channel. Uh, fantastic place to be for us. We, we've loved making that transition. We love having you guys watch and, and comment and subscribe and do all those things that make not just us happy, but the bosses happy. 
Um, you hear me say it every single day because it's true. I mean, the bosses love to see the growth. The bosses love to see what's going on. And it just helps us to continue to bring the content to you all over the place. Maybe next stop is TikTok, but at the very least, you YouTube folks out there are, are making us happy by uh, continuing to watch this thing grow. For the OG subscribers of the podcast, keep doing it. Again, those numbers are climbing. You guys are coming in, in droves now to the show, and uh, it's very much appreciative. If you could, if you have a, a podcast app that'll allow you to leave a review, do it. It's great for us. It's great for you. Uh, and it continues the momentum of what we're building into a third season, uh, of course, through the rest of this season. I'm not going to overlook it. But, of course, when we come back for a third season, we'll be even that much more powerful. So uh, continue to do that, and we'll continue to help you and help you improve your gambling game. All right, so the call before you dig, well, call 811 before you dig, right? That was the race that the Xfinity drivers had. Uh, and And... I loved watching this. I loved watching all of these storylines play out. Now, of course, I was throwing foam bricks at the television several times over at some of the decisions that were made. But I will say that overall, the racing on this was, it was a racy track. There was stuff going on all over the place and, uh, and definitely not a lack of entertainment on the track. Yeah, there was constant action. Uh, tempers were flaring in this one, right? Of course, uh, Sam Mayer, I thought, man, I thought we were getting the helmet throw, the Tony Stewart helmet throw. Looked like it was coming. He goes with the bird. Uh, they talked to Ryan Truex about it, and he goes, he did, he did what? I didn't even see it, <laughs> which was kind of the cherry on top because it was, uh, he did all that for nothing. <laughs> no, nah, he did it so the world would see. Well, it is yeah. now well, everybody's there. Yeah. And then his comment about he can't, uh, can't be talking bad about JGR guys. If you remember last year, he got punched, had a black eye from Ty Gibbs. Uh, after they got into it at the same track in the same race, boy, uh, Sam Mayer and those Gibbs fellas, they, uh, <laughs> they've got a history on this track now. They sure do. Uh, but I mean, look overall, like I said, the, the race was a good race. Um, we both were on the, the ultimate winner of this race. I think you got into the dock first, obviously. So you I grabbed it from him. you. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I definitely had him as well. So I think we're happy that we both got the outright, um, even though it wasn't on my official card. Yeah, no, it was great. And Riley Herbst, top five, plus 400. Rod, this was the fucking lock of all locks. Dude was on fire up front all day long. Uh, he qualified in ninth, but he wasted no time. He was up to fifth by the end of stage one. Uh, he was, let's see, it cycled back to eighth in stage two, but I think there was some pit cycling that was going on there. And then, I mean, the rest of the race, just up front, everything was looking good. We're just cruising into the green flag. We're headed to the, the sunset, and then it all goes bad. There's pit stops, I think it was, that, that first screwed it up. Then Riley got stranded back there, and I don't even remember who took him out, but I think it was Ryan Truex was involved in that. Uh, actually, that I think that was that the Truex mayor incident, wasn't that it? That was, yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, and Herbs gets shoved into the wall, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, man, plus 400, like this was the bet to have looked so good it was going to be a bigger bet than our winning winner bet right and man I, I was so sad when that happened yeah and and you're right i mean it literally was riley herbst top five that was the call and he was there and he was a fast car in fact he found his way into the top three at one point and then you know kind of had to get shuffled back to fifth but yeah all those pit strategies though that was really what what kind of made this a very interesting race is that 
when you came in, uh, it you, was. You could say that about Sunday too, because pit yeah. strategy. I mean, pit strategies this the whole weekend. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, not so much Friday because it wasn't a race, but but yeah, I mean Saturday and Sunday, pit pit strategy came into things big time, and that and getting lucky on wind caution flags fell. I mean, those yeah. were the two the two big players. Yeah, and that again, that was that was it. So Sam Mayer bring brought out one of those cautions we just talked about it. I had him as a top five car plus one seventy. He started the race as a top five car but again that was pit strategies that kind of shuffled him back in the mix and then he wasn't necessarily as fast on some of those tires that he had put on and he wasn't able to climb back in again and then of course the last uh what 26 to go or something like that when that last caution came out i mean that was ryan truex just sort of driving in a little bit deeper than i think uh we needed for sam mayer sam mayer got dipped and took out riley herps they were both marching their way back to the top five if it weren't for Ryan Truex. So um, on my hate list this week, definitely not a fan of Ryan Truex. Um, I know he was I know he was fighting for position two, but uh, I mean, come on, bro. Come on. I, uh, I'm pretty sure that Truex is in that car again like the next three or four weeks in a row. So uh, we're going to see Mayer and Truex next to each other likely again at some point. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch over the next couple of weeks. Truex, not going to be in that car all season, but I, I think... I think I saw the next three or four races in a row he's scheduled to be in that 19 car. So uh, that'll be fun to to keep an eye on. I had Austin Hill top five plus 220. I just felt like for what he's done this season and how good he's been that this was a bet you couldn't really pass up on. Austin Hill was out to lunch all day. This was never, never going to hit. Uh, I don't think any amount of strategy would have helped anyways. He ends up in 16th, but... I, he started 15th. I don't know that he left 15th or 16th all day. I, I never, I don't even remember seeing him on the TV broadcast, honestly. Well, so he did lead eight laps. He was one of those uh, ones that stayed out at the end. Yeah, he was one that stayed out at the end of stage one to, to get up there. And uh, he was fighting for it, and he just couldn't, he didn't have it in him. And then since he was off strategy, there was there was just no getting back to it. So, I mean, you know, he, he hung with what he could. But as he started to lose spots, that was about it for him. They, that strategy call did not work out. If they would have gotten a quick caution, maybe like four or five laps and more people would have come in for tires, then it might have worked out for him. But yeah, I mean, he didn't He didn't have I, it. And honestly, I just thought he would be faster. I mean, I uh, his track history wasn't the greatest here, and I think you know that obviously you need to take into account. But what he's done this season had just been so impressive, and, and I guess momentum didn't win this time. Nope, momentum did not win this time, so don't ever go with it again. Um, speaking of momentum not getting there, Chandler Smith, I had him as a top three uh, car, and he was not there. In fact, he finished 10th. There was points where he looked like he could get into the top five, but it was not, yeah, this he did not have a top three car. He had a top 10 car, barely, at that, yeah. and he managed to find his way up there uh, to, to the top 10, but... Yeah, he was fighting all day with with Parker Retzlaff of all people, and and you know, and, and Moffitt and and Kraus. Like he was in a fight with Hemrick for a little bit too. Like you know, unfortunately, the college cars were were kind of eating their own at at the end of that race, and he was not one of the faster ones, unfortunately. Yeah, and Kraus looked really good actually in the ten car, and and they mentioned on the broadcast the ten car has finished in the top ten every single race this season. It's been a, a variety of different drivers. Austin Dillon's been in there. Kyle Busch has been in there. They've had some other guys. Derek Cross was in there two weeks ago in their last race at Richmond. Uh, unfortunately, we don't see top 10 bets often on Xfinity, but if you do get them, might be something to watch going forward. 
obviously if Kyle Busch or Austin Dillon in the car, you're probably not going to get good odds. But somebody like Derek Krause, I don't know who else is scheduled to be in that car, but uh, might be something to keep an eye on. I had Ryan Truex over Sam Mayer, minus 120. Most of the race, this didn't look like it was going to cash. Uh, Truex did not have the speed that his teammates had. But luckily for his bumper, uh, take that, Sam Mayer, and I will cash this bet. Uh, yeah, it's a <laughs> – hey, you got to take them any way you can win them. I will take credit for hitting this one because it hit. And, uh, again, I, I don't trust the JRM cars. I hate to say it because I love the JRM cars. I was having this conversation with somebody Saturday morning. What? Why don't you like – or why won't you bet on the JRM cars? What's the deal? And, and I just – it's – the results have not been there. And then we saw it during this race. Like, Justin Allgaier cycled up to sixth on pit strategy on really, really, really old tires that happened to hold for him enough. He was like 31st all day long. Josh Berry was Josh burying it again. He was spun out at some point. He was all the way in the back. Uh, I mean, Mayer doesn't even finish the race. Uh, and where was the other JRM car? Uh, Brandon Jones, it? right? Yeah, Jones. He and uh, yeah, Jones it. actually looked good. And, and I mean, they end up finishing fourth, fifth, and sixth. The results end up being there a little more than I thought. But for the two of them, for Barry and Allgaier, like that was strategy alone because they were both mired very far back there for a while. Um, and so I'm just going to keep fading these JRM cars. We're going to a super speedway where they were second through fifth at Daytona, and they all happened to wreck each other. So you think I'm going to bet on JRM cars this weekend? I don't think so. I'm going to be betting against them again because they can't get out of their own way, Rod. Uh, they can't, and that's kind of what it is. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit peeved, though, still at how that all shook out. So uh, my short track temper has not gone down <laughs> at this point. And this one as well, I had Austin Hill over Brandon Jones. I underestimated Brandon Jones. I knew Brandon Jones was good on this track, but Brandon Jones has not been good on this nine car. So, you know, I, I always, I seem to Not a good week for the momentum argument. <laughs> no, not a good week for the momentum argument. And and listen, I, I also, in this, there I, I did give out some some contradictory things but i want to i want to clarify that i come from an education a research paper background in which you present well, that's both the problem rod you're educated i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i give out all of the data points i don't just cherry pick what i think is best to to hey, further my argument my cherry picking <laughs> no you don't do that you give both sides of it um but i don't just cherry pick all of the the stats that i like the best to back what i'm saying I'm giving you all of it. So that way you can say, oh, well, he just told me this. I trust that part of it rather than the positive spin that he's putting on that. Because guess what? Critical thinking, ladies and gentlemen. If you want me to hand you picks, I'll hand you picks. The show's 10 minutes long. We're good. Right? But if you want well, well thoroughly researched stuff, that's, that's what, what all of this is. Like, okay, do, do you want go bet on Kyle Larson every race the rest of the year? Okay, there you go. Let's just sign off. And we'll see you next year. And then before Daytona, well, it would be stupid to bet him there. But we'll just tell you, go bet on Kyle Larson to win every week. Like, you can go bet the top of the favorite every week. Like, that's great. And sometimes we'll give out the favorite. I did in this race, and it worked. But you've got to dig deeper. You've got to look at other things. Unless it's Kevin Harvick at Phoenix. <laughs> Not everybody has perfect races every single time. Like, Kevin Harvick has done it a lot of times in a row at Phoenix. So that one kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, but there's going to be bad races, but sometimes there's things you can point out. Well, this happened. Well, that happened. Well, this has happened since 
that's just part of the process. And is it a perfect process? No. If it was, we would probably just go place all these bets and make millions of dollars and, and just not talk to anybody ever because that sounds a lot easier. But that's not how it works. <laughs> Uh, and then everybody would have Max Verstappen odds because the books would catch on to us. So right, exactly. Um, all right. Speaking of which, you got you had another big uh, big hit yes. here. Oh, I hit this one as well. Yeah, <laughs> by the skin of my teeth, Rod. Uh, this was a close one. I had Sammy Smith as the Group C winner at plus two fifty. This was against Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier, and Cole Custer. Cole Custer looked somewhat decent. Ra- uh, Ford has not won an Xfinity race in thirty nine races. Rod, you know who drives the well, I don't know if he's in the 39 or the 38 at this point, but sometimes he's in the 39. Ryan Sieg drives a number of Ford. Uh, he's always an auto bet for me at Talladega. So there's your little numbers game. Go ahead and place that bet as soon as you see the lines drop because he's going to win there. But um, this one, I mean, it, it looked pretty decent all day. Sammy Smith was again fast. I knew these JGR cars would be fast. That was the thing I was going to go home with. I tried that two weeks ago at Richmond. They were fast, but they fucked themselves on the strategy. Did not happen this time. They were fast, and it paid off. Uh, and Sammy Smith got Cole Custer on the very last lap. I was sweating that more than I was John Hunter having a problem out front because he was so far out front. Like, And then Custer, uh, Smith got around Custer. Luckily cashed this group bet for me, so a plus 250. Uh, that one hit as well. And then Barry and Allgaier, they end up with decent finishes, which I had said they might, but I wanted to account for them having issues or struggling. And both of them did, had it not been for strategy, wouldn't have even been in this conversation anyways. Yeah. So, again, that Sammy Smith, I mean, he probably, he could have won if something had gone more right I was, him, <laughs> you know? I was scared for a while that I had picked. I mean, John Hunter dominated the yes. fuck out of this race. 198 but, laps that he led. Yeah. I was scared for a little while that, that Sammy Smith might have been the right JGR pick. And his odds were more. And I'm like, fuck, why did I not? But uh, and obviously it paid out good because because John Hunter ends up winning. But yeah, Sammy Smith, he is going to be a guy we are going to talk about a lot this season and a lot going forward. Probably, I mean, he's he's cementing himself quickly and he is a young dude and is uberly talented. And obviously, those JGR cars are top of the line in the Xfinity right now. Uh, they are the best team hands down. So. It's uh yeah we're gonna be talking a lot more about Sammy Smith going forward. A high school senior, Sammy Smith, the guy they never they never cease to or they never stop reminding us of yeah of just how, how young he is yeah right. <laughs> um, all right, my collar glove paid off on this one. Daniel Hemrick finished in seventh. Parker Kligerman finished in seventeenth to cash this bet. And Hemrick was one of the top cars all day long. Man, all Hemrick stepping up from twelfth to seventh. I'll take it. I told you I'd take it. Even if Kligerman finished in 13th and, and Hemrick finished in 12th, uh, that was going to cash this bet. But this actually had a 10-position 10, 10 gap between it. And again, Hemrick was a fast car. All He was jockeying for inside the top five. And were it not for you know a, a couple of pit strategy calls here and there that kind of took him a little bit out of sequence, um, then I feel like he may have been battling for a third place or something. So... I mean, seventh place, not bad for a 12th place car, right? Yeah. Does it feel like colleague is like it's one or the other? Like, so last year they expanded to two cars in the cup series and we saw it kind of hurt the Xfinity program. Yeah. AJ was good all year, but the other two cars struggled really for the most part. I mean, Hemrick was 12th place every week and, uh, Landon castle was, he had a couple races where he would pop up, but not really in the conversation. And, and Justin Haley had a really good season. And then, 
this year they, uh, you know, they have seemed to take a step back in the cup series. I think not a legacy step back, but, but they've not been as impressive in the cup series as we had expected them to be, uh, in the Xfinity program, a step back up again. So it's an interesting balance over there, but they have their, I mean, colleague is firing on all cylinders, uh, and, and all three colleague cars look very good week in and week out, despite having Daniel Hemrick as one of their drivers. Uh, so that alone is impressive. He says, uh, college cars were seventh, eighth and 10th in this race. So, I mean, all right there around each other, all top 10 cars. It's good. I mean, when you got three cars in the top 10, Joe Gibbs was the other one that had two junior had three, like they're up there with the big names of this, this racing circuit. So no, yeah, it looked great. Uh, and then for winners, I had given out Austin Hill, 17 to one again, value play. He, he didn't really show up. I gave out Sheldon Creed at, at 20 to one. Um, had his flashes where he, he looked all right, but not really in, in, in uh, competition to win this. He ended up 27th. Uh, he started, I mean, he started third. So right away, it's like, okay, at 20 to one, when you're starting in third place, like that's a pretty good start. But he, I can't remember what ended up happening to him. I think he might have had a flat tire or something late. I, I don't, I, it's not coming to me, but. And then, of course, I had John Hunter Nemechek plus three fifty. He was the favorite on the board. We all, you know, it, we don't always go with the favorite, but sometimes you do. I was very confident in this one. I was personally very heavily invested in this rod. That might come to a surprise to you because I don't live in a legal betting state, but there are legal betting states around me. It's crazy how that happens. Uh, but I, yes, I was big on John Hunter. I was very confident in him this week, and that paid off plus three fifty. I was sweating hardcore at the end of this race because like you said he led what 198 laps so he said a lot of fucking laps he was up front all day the best car without question and i just knew something was going to happen at the end of that race i was going to take that away from me luckily we avoided all that a burn down the his burnout at the end that was one for the books was amazing the entire car was on fire he refused to get out of it and then rod he had a fire suppression something i don't whoever his sponsor was shout out to them but he plugged him as he got out to his burning <laughs> car that was amazing uh it, it was all around great celebration i enjoyed it thoroughly so uh yeah shout out to john hunter again it's not always sexy to, to take the top picks but uh when it pays off even at plus 350 throw a couple units on it i was i was very confident in that one uh and ended up with a very very good day on saturday We'll obviously dig into Sunday and things didn't necessarily go completely our way, although it looked like at points they would, but uh, I will take a nice solid Saturday. Yes, indeed. Again, like I said, I co-signed with you on the John Hunter, John Hunter Nemechek, but I did throw out Chandler Smith just as a hedge. We talked about him just a little bit ago, finished 10th. Um, just didn't have a winning car in him. That's all right. I mean, we'll, we'll get him next time. But again, like I said, I was heavy on John Hunter with you as well. So, I mean, Chandler Smith was not necessarily somebody that I was um, really confident on. I just felt like he would get a shot to do it. Almost did, sort of, top 10 truck, or car rather, but yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's get to that Cup Series uh, bets after the break. We'll take another break, and then we'll get to that Cup race uh, in Martinsville. We'll do that on the other side of this. Hey, everybody. 
If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Cup drivers did their 400 laps around the Martinsville Speedway in, again, Cody, another entertaining race. I really do feel like, again, uh, there was great racing up and down the track. There was so many battles for position, uh, so many. It just like I said, this package has provided some very entertaining racing. Yeah, and it's funny because if you listen to people afterwards, there's a lot of drivers specifically that that were very unhappy with the racing. And I don't know. I felt like while I was watching it, it was pretty good racing. There was a solid amount of passing throughout the field. I mean. Yeah, there wasn't necessarily a ton of battles for the lead and stuff, but nobody ever, you had some guys kind of check out a little bit, but it was never any point during the race where like, I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of hard to even pick like who was the best car. I, I do think it was Denny Hamlin, but other than that, like who had the next best car, Rod? Like it, it depended on the lap. It depended on the position. There was different strategy calls that went into it. I think that makes it exciting. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the argument for why it wasn't necessarily the greatest of races, but compared to last spring at Martinsville, it was a much better race. And I thought that there was enough action throughout the field. And again, this is what makes it fun while you're betting on other things. Like there is stuff to watch throughout the field and where guys are at, how guys are moving. You've got the DFS plays and stuff as well, where you're keeping an eye on everything and not necessarily just watching what's going on up front. Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was overall, it was a pretty good race. Um, <laughs> What was the deal with the tire being on the track for four laps, right? Like that is the biggest point of, of NASCAR's emphasis. I mean, they had a four race suspension in place for crew chiefs, for pit crew members. If there was a tire that, that came off on the track because it's so like that is the most dangerous piece of equipment on the track is the tire. If a tire gets hit and goes flying, it will kill people. And it took them three to four laps to throw a car. I do not. And yes, I get that it was on the front stretch up against the wall. You can't necessarily see it from the tower, but it was clearly on the TV screen for multiple laps. I know they've got access to the TV screen. It, it, there's spotters in all these turns. Drivers are screaming on the radios about it. Like NASCAR really dropped the ball. And yes, it was up out of the way where likely nobody was going to hit it, but that is very, very dangerous, Rod. I, I, was, I was screaming at my own TV throw the fucking caution flag like i that just blew my mind that that it took them so long i i did not understand that well and again that camera angle that they were showing where the they had the guy in the stand that was leaning over and looking straight down the the barrel of where i thought I guess it must be a blind spot, but how does somebody not see the cameras right. literally trained on the tire for the length of everything? They stopped the entire broadcast to show the tire. Right. And even the booth is and, like, if the yeah. booth had enough time to say they probably should throw a caution, they the then, officials had time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, there's there's NASCAR is listening to these teams' communications. So when a driver expresses concern, they say something. The spotters are up on the stands. If somebody says something, there's an official. They can say, hey, there's a tire over there. There's spotters in every corner on the NASCAR. There's a NASCAR official in every corner watching for debris. Sometimes we see it in like, the fuck did they see that little tiny piece of cardboard over there? Like, right? obviously it wasn't a spotter in that corner on the road course, but that's a different story. Uh, but it, it, yeah, I have no idea why that took so long. And that seemed like a very dangerous move. I, I that was the biggest part of, of Sunday. That was like, Whoa, what, what are we doing here? I'm, I'm luckily nobody hit it and, and it didn't hurt anyone or anything like that. But that seemed like a very dangerous thing. I, I don't really know what the deal was there. Yeah, I can't. I can't even imagine. But um, all right. So uh, to the racing on the track, uh, not not at the corners of the track where you can hit a tire. Look out, Kyle Larson, winner of two of the last three races in the set in the series. I dare say you don't want to get this guy on a hot streak. Uh, he did not even have the best car out there. In fact, he said it himself. I don't have the best car. I don't like this track. But he was the one at the end of the day that had outlasted strategies, that had outlasted ridiculous cautions at the end, tires being on the track. He was the ultimate survivor of this race. Only led 30 laps. Didn't matter. Kyle Larson's your winner again. The best part of this news, as pointed out by Sooner51 in our Discord, on the bright side of things, he says, with all the success that Kyle Larson has had in the recent weeks, should be good for when we fade him this weekend. Don't forget the number one commandment of super speedway racing, fade Kyle Larson. I cannot wait. It is my favorite time of the week. Time, favorite six events of the year is taking all the head-to-heads against Kyle Larson and hitting most of them. Most of the times, despite him being a top-looking car until the final 10 laps half the time. Uh, but we'll get into that more on the picks show. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Larson, I mean, again, this wasn't even a race where he had a dominant thing, right? And he has expressed how much he does not like this track. I think that was part of the reason we didn't take him this week. I mean, the, it, the number was appealing, right? It was I think he was plus 800, plus 850 going into the week, and it was like, man, you don't see that much on Larson. I did mention him in the Discord Sunday morning. Uh, I think it was our buddy Dido that that had asked, uh, you know, any thoughts going into this. And I said, uh, I was way missed on this. I said, I think William Byron's the car to beat. I said, I wouldn't bet him at this number. Luckily, I said that because that didn't work out. He looked horrible. But uh, I said, and Kyle Larson at 13 to 1 is always worth taking a look at, except on super speedways, of course. But uh, always look worth taking a look at anytime you get that number, despite him not looking great in practice and not starting great in qualifying. But uh, yeah, I know we had a few people that were on that. Congrats to them. I saw a few people in the industry that had given that out. I know uh, our buddy Seth Wilcock had given that out. Uh, I think he gave him out earlier in the week at plus 850. But again, that's a that's a great hit. So props to everybody who did have him. Uh, I don't feel like he had the best car by any means. Uh, things just worked out. And we that was kind of the story of the day was track position, right? And I do think that that brings an element of strategy into things and an element into it that that keeps it exciting because it's not just Kyle Larson didn't just go out and lead 400 laps and dominate this race. Like he had to earn it. His pit crew had to earn it. His crew chief had to earn it, had to make the right calls at the right times. We saw Ryan priest, right? Nobody could touch him when he was out front. The second he got caught speeding, I said in the discord, his day is over. You never heard from him again. He goes lapped. Joey Logano could not stay on the lead lap. He hits that caution flag at the end. Perfectly ends up with a top five finish. Like, 
that was the story of the day was track position. Um, and, and again, it worked out for some of these bets. It didn't work out for others. I had Kevin Harvick over Josh Berry, minus 125. Of course, this was refunded. We recorded this before the Chase Elliott news. Chase Elliott does come back. Not Didn't look super impressive throughout the day, but ends up with a nice 10th place finish after starting 24th um, and seemed okay afterwards. I know there was multiple drivers taken to the infield care center for exhaustion, and, and Elliott was leaning up against his, his car at the end there, you know, drinking his water and stuff, but seemed okay, said that his uh, his leg felt fine and everything. So I think this was the hardest event of the next few weeks, at least, uh, for him to, to get worked back in. So I think he's he's good to go going forward, and I think we can look at him as the normal Chase Elliott from here on out. Yeah, and then, of course, Harvick, Oh, that was a heartbreaking oh, tire that cost him everything. That he had to come back Every, down pit road again. That was it. The top, the top pick. Like just to jump to it, I had him at top ten plus one ten. Like this again. Like the Herps one was like the bet of all bets. Like, can you believe this was going to be the storyline on Monday? Like today it was going to be. Can you believe we got Harvick for a top ten at plus money? And he goes out. He, he looks so fast. He's in the top five all day. Like has this great run. And then the flat tire just kills everything and ruins that, unfortunately. Ugh, heartbreaker, Rod. It was a heartbreaker. Again, that was just, he had that car. He was that guy. And then it and was a pit. Rodney Childers said it. And they've, again, he's another guy who doesn't love this track. He, he's not had a ton of success here. Rodney Childers said it. They, this was the best car they'd ever brought to Martinsville. And you could tell he looked good. And just the tire, again, it bites him this time and kills all those bets. Yeah. Well, uh, I had Denny Hamlin as a top three car. He was. He was a fast car. He was probably the fastest car. He ended up leading a total of 36 laps in this, only to have Martin Truex Jr. pass him late in the race. Where does Denny Hamlin finish? In fourth, fourth place. Yep, just outside. True. I will say with Truex, I'm not going to be betting him to win anytime soon, but... Top threes, top fives, head-to-heads. He's done enough at this point that he started to show it to me. So Truex may may resurge back onto my card again finally. I don't have enough balls to bet on him just yet. I haven't seen enough of that. But he's been stringing together the solid finishes. So shout-out to him. Sucks to miss that just at the very end there. Uh, Danny, uh, this was the part where they just didn't play it right, right? They, they had that weird caution nine laps after everybody had just pitted. Mm-hmm. They pitted. Why? Denny didn't want to pit. He was upset with the choice to pit. I don't know why they pitted. Denny decides to stay out. He's like the last car that had stayed out. Obviously, Larson was right there with his tires and overtook him. And it just, yeah, it, he had the best car, though, in my opinion, the entire day. I know that he didn't lead as many laps as some of these other guys, but a lot of these other guys just led the laps because they they had the track position. Denny was making the moves. He could make the passes. He was clearly the best when he was on equal tires. Um so, yeah, sucks to not hit that one. I had Kyle Busch over Ryan Blaney, minus 110. I'm not sure Kyle Busch was in the eight car on Sunday. <laughs> I don't think uh, anybody was in the eight car. I think it was an automated driver at that point. Jeez, I don't know if Brexton jumped in and raced for him or what. I guess he finished 21st, which salvaged how he ran, but it just was not Kyle Busch's day. He was very unhappy with the car, which is most weeks. But, yeah, I, I again, this was you couldn't trust Blaney. But he finished seventh. Ryan Blaney's got the best average finish in Martinsville over the last, I can't remember how many races, but it's starting to get impressive. So going to be something to watch for in the fall again. 
he's tough to trust, but uh, but yeah, Kyle Busch just did not show up. Period to this no. to this race at all. He got beaten, banged, and I, I think you know there's, there's and, <laughs> it's bad when Kyle Busch and Corey LaJoy are, are trading paint. Yeah. Like Kyle Busch should never be running that bad, no. and yeah, that, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, he definitely. I mean, there's there's a point I guess where sometimes you mentally check out, where you're just like, you know what. I'm not getting any better at this race. I'm done. I'm just going to run around here and and bang into Corey LaJoy, and we'll be good. Um, yeah, I think we got to that point. <laughs> we did. We absolutely got to that point. Um, I had Tyler Reddick over Brad Keselowski. At, at certain points in this race, this was cashing, and then it wasn't cashing, and then Keselowski made some calls, and then Reddick made some calls. Ultimately, it ends up cashing as Brad Keselowski finishes in 24th where Tyler Reddick eventually finished in uh, 22nd. Two yeah, positions. So it was close. Remember, we're talking about the head-to-heads. Now they come down to a couple of positions sometimes. This was one of those. Uh, but at one point, Tyler Reddick was inside the top five, running around with the rest of everybody. This was a strategy call that, that bit him in the ass again. And, I mean, you know. But it doesn't matter because we cashed it um, at minus 105. Uh, or, sorry, at plus 110. This was the one that was plus money. So we got the head-to-head and the best side of it at plus 110. So thank you for that one. How how do we factor in practice going forward? I, I don't understand how we factor practice going forward, Rod. Look at the practice results. Tyler Reddick was fastest, which was out of left field. I mean, when you brought this up, I said I would not take this. I said I wouldn't bet the Brad side because it was juiced up, but I liked Brad to beat him. And, and I think a majority of the day, Brad was better. Reddick started decent, but he, he didn't really – impressed that much i mean he never got to the front necessarily william byron was second in practice he was so good here last season he qualified horribly he never found his way forward at all like he sucked all day ross chastain was third fastest he made a mistake in qualifying but he didn't do anything after that uh i mean busher was fourth fastest he didn't really do much all day kevin harvick had a good car suarez was fast in practice he didn't do a ton Kyle Busch was seventh fastest. We just talked about how he was checked out all day. Like, I don't understand how these practice results were so much different than the race. Uh, it's going to be interesting, I guess, going forward. But, you know, people want to lean so much into, oh, I got to see him in practice. I got to. Uh, <laughs> this week was a bad example for that, I guess, because it, it just things did not turn out well for those who, who practiced well, I guess. It, interesting, interesting little thought, I guess. Uh, I had the Harvick top 10 we already talked about. I also had Ty Gibbs top 10 at plus 220. I was just kind of hoping he would uh, keep that that streak going. Started in 12th place, but just was kind of never really too close to it again. He ends up finishing 18th. So, it, again, it was plus money. I was just trying to keep that streak going. He's been good here in the past. Things just, just did not fall Gibbs' way Uh this this week i mean look he did start 12th and there were times where he was looking like he could finish somewhere close to the top 10 so it wasn't a total disaster but yeah this this was too much for him there was a lot of jostling going on in the middle of that pack and unfortunately if you're a young driver no one's going to cut you any slack so yeah um, yeah i think he got stuck on the outside a couple times Mm -hmm. and once you get out there it's you lose position quickly yeah uh all right my next head-to-head uh, hit as well. I had Alex Bowman over Ross Chastain and Bowman was a top 10 car for a better part of the day. He finished 11th. Ross Chastain, 
we talked about it. He started in the back. He, he started 34th. He wound up with a 13th place finish. Once again, Cody, a couple of positions between this head-to-head. -head. I don't know how the bookmakers do it. but <laughs> They're good uh, at it. They are good at it. <laughs> they must see the script, I guess. I, yeah, they do. They, get, <laughs> they know better. Uh, but we got this one at uh, minus 105 for Bowman beating Chastain. Uh, good on Chastain to, to pull a 13th place out. I mean, again, he was fighting lap down. He was, you know, being in the wrong position at the wrong time, catching cautions at the wrong time, getting jostled about, uh, but, you know, still managed to find a 13th place position. But Alex Bowman, I felt like could have had a better day. Uh, but, uh, you know, lucky for us, he just needed to finish a couple of positions better than Chastain. Bowman confused me so much. Early on in that race, he had the best car by miles like he was just mowing through the field like what like and we had talked about it on the show he was 20 to 1 so like i said an auto bet make sure you get it in they're talking on the discord before guys were finding him at 41 to 1 to win this race after uh chase elliott news came out he had dropped to 28 to 1 like we talked about it on the dfs show on friday i think it was uh and like it just it was crazy how much he had dropped and then like he was just like hammered down like the best car i was like whoa and then he just kind of faded after that. And he, I mean, he hung out in the top 10 all day, which was fine. Cashed his bet in 11th, but it was such a weird day for him. He just, he looked good for a bit. Then he didn't. It was strange. I had William Byron top five plus 130. This one never had a chance. I, I mean, we talked about how well he, how good he's been here in the past, how Hendrick has just dominated this place. They'd won 27 times. Hendrick did not go up on Sunday hardly at all. Uh, Hendrick Carr ended up in victory lane still, of course, but it, it was not a Hendrick dominant day like you expected to see, uh, and Byron was nowhere to be found all day. Um, he started, God, he ended up finishing 23rd. He started eighth, which, I mean, I had thrown out there, bet him to win stage one. Like, I thought he would march his way up through the field quickly, look good, and it just, it, it never came to, I mean, he was 10th at the end of stage one not even up there in stage two. And then, of course, the bad finish, uh, you know, 23rd at the end of the day. It just, things did not go Byron's way. He never really had a chance all day. Yeah, he felt like a stone for the most part. It was just a non-factor. Uh, he factored into, obviously, uh, a couple of my next bets. I had both Byron and Bell as a top five and him to win, Byron to win as well. Uh, but, you know, neither one of those came to fruition. Bell, man, you want to talk about a milk carton day for somebody like that. <laughs> He started in uh, 22nd, finished 16th, but I never saw him on the broadcast. No, no I, I again, another guy you didn't even know was out there. He was my next bet, too. I had him at a top five at plus 130. I thought we were getting a steal uh, at plus money for, for a guy like Bell that had just won in the fall. He's so good on these short, flat tracks, and just he was nowhere to be found either. Uh, man, it, it, was, it was a rough day for, for some of these guys that, that had looked so good in the past. And just, they, they weren't anywhere to be found this week. So, uh, my next bet suffered a 19-position hit. I had Harrison Burton as a top 10 car as my, yay, let's burn money bet of the week. Uh, but at 10 to 1, I mean, you know, it, it could have happened. He did not. He got spun out a little bit. There there was jostling going about. Uh, Harrison Burton would was never going to be a top 10 car. Uh, so, I'm, I apologize for that one. My bad. I... Uh... I have a couple of, of um, ton of different fantasy leagues, but a couple of them, you know, you have to pick like a, a low tier driver or, or there's, you know, salary cap stuff on there or whatever. And 
I plugged Burton in a couple after you talked about him. I was like, yeah, maybe we'll have a D. I didn't think he'd have a top 10. I figured maybe a decent day. But yeah, he got, he was one of the, I mean, there wasn't many cautions for cause in this race. I think there was only three, maybe. Uh, the tire, Burton getting spun was one. And Yaley blew up, I think, were the only three cautions. So wasn't many, but but he was one of them. Uh, and yeah, it just was, was not Harrison Burton's day again. Throw a dart out there. You never know. I mean, Rain was talked about all day. That could have come into play. There, there could have been more factors there. Maybe if he doesn't get spun, he catches. He could have been one of those guys that catches the cautions right at the end, right? It just, you know, it could have gone different ways. But I had Denny Hamlin to win plus 700. Obviously, this one was looking very good. I think he had the best car. I feel like it was a good call. Ends up in fourth. I had Kyle Busch at 14 to one. Nowhere to be found all day. And I had Brad Keselowski 22 to one. This one had legs, Rod. It looked good. Uh, he got up there. You know, he was he was running decent all day. Uh, and then, of course, he decided to stay out a little bit longer. And then he just pits right before the caution. If he would have still been in the lead when the caution came out, it might have been Brad K's day. He's going to win this weekend at Talladega, so we will be betting on him there. But, uh, man, ah, so close on this one. I, fe I felt like it ended up, for, for being 22 to 1, it had legs throughout the day. He was a good enough car, and like I had talked about, he, he could put himself in position, and he he made the call, and he called it right, just not just a little bit too early. They called it off, and man, it was so close to paying off. That would have been fun, fun to watch. I think it would have been a really fun sweat if he was able to be up front and see if he could hold off some of these guys behind him. I don't know how you didn't handicap a late caution, Cody. I, that's irresponsible of you to not know exactly. When Actually, the I did handicap fly. the him staying out in the caution. It just it didn't work out exactly how I handicapped it. <laughs> Listen, that's on you, man. I'm just saying. Like, know, that's that's, that's on you. I'll go, I'll go back to the drawing board. Uh, just know that we're betting on Brad Kozlowski this week. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, that was Martinsville, ladies and gentlemen. We'll do this again uh, in a couple of months when just they come back in the quick, fall. Real quick, too. Shout out to, to Stuart Haas. Like, this yeah, was, we yeah. talked about it last week. I think it, I was on so many shows last week. I can't keep them all straight. But I think we talked about on this show how it was like almost like four, like two different teams, right? There's Kevin Harvick, and then, and then there's the arrest of Stuart Haas. And, like, Stuart Haas looked good. They were fast. Uh, Priest led all those laps. Briscoe was up there. He had surgery today on his hand, by the way. Things went well. He's already in recovery. Should not miss a race or anything like that. So, another middle finger. Uh, yeah, yeah, another middle finger. Eric Alarolo with a sixth-place finish. Short, flat tracks, man. This guy just jumps up and gets it done. Uh, Harvick looked good all day. Uh, they have another car somewhere. Who, who's the other, who's the other Stuart Haas car? No, you got it. You got Priest. You got yeah, uh, oh yeah, Priest and yeah, Briscoe. Elmer. Yeah, that's all. Of them, so. Yeah, that's yeah. all four. It's yeah. I just shout out to them. I, they looked very good, at, which surprised me. Yeah. Um, all right, no trucks this week. We've got an episode trying to line up a guest for you for that. And then, of course, we'll hit you back with the Cup and the Xfinity picks, as we always do in the DFS. Another fun week in NASCAR here on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. But, Cody, as we wrap things up for this episode, once again, I want to say thank you to those of you who listen and, and uh, those of you who interact and those of you who have fun with us. We have fun with you. Let everybody know where they can continue to do so on social media or not. Yeah, and real quick, we got a, a new Apple podcast review this week. Uh, it says, start your engines. Such a limited gambling coverage for NASCAR. These guys do a great job. Shout out to Sean T. Green. Definitely a, a little listener there. Love that guy. Uh, so appreciate him for, for leaving such a nice review for us. 
Uh, but yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. I have a first round mock draft for the NFL coming out. It should be out probably any minute here, Rod. So uh, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully it'll be out. Catch that over on my Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, of course, yeah, check out the rest of the shows this week. We'll have lots of fun picks. Hopefully a, a good, fun guest lined up here soon. Going to be a good week. Uh, oh, I love betting on super speedways, Rod. We're in for some good racing this week. Your pen will run out of ink by all of the picks that Cody's going to give you to win. So just yeah, make sure. I'm, I'm loading the card up this week, so get ready. Hey, go buy all the lead you can for your mechanical pencil. You're going to need it. Follow me on and, Twitter. And, and, hey, gamble responsibly. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link at the bottom. Everything I got going on. Whether it's here, whether it's in between media, the back road. Cody, it was on it last week. Go check that out. Of course, we'll be back again tomorrow with another exciting episode here. So until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>